This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from somewhere near the near frontier, and welcome to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards and... Miss E. Is here, yes. I'm still breathing. (laughs) Yes, you are. It is, uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in this week. We are coming to you from the hospital. Uh, Actually, we're coming to you from a little inn on the campus of the hospital where uh, Miss E will undergo surgery tomorrow. As far as inn, think Ronald McDonald House, but it's the Rosemary and George Dawson Inn. And uh, they run by volunteer power. Yep. And so, so it, they go. And it's a great to, place. I gotta oh, say, it's, it's been like super it's, duper it's, nice. It's one of the. It's like it's nicer than some of the hotel rooms I've ever been. In. <laughs> oh yeah. The only thing is like the the no alcohol rule. So whatever. yeah. But we went out to dinner. Yes. Uh, so Not it's much. been a date night. Yes. It was an awesome date night. We had a yummy dinner at the Depot Grill. We we're in Lynchburg, Virginia. By the yes. way, I don't think we mentioned the town that we're in. Yes. But, uh, and it's a, a, a then. We drove around. Even in the dark, we saw some absolutely beautiful old Victorian and uh, arts and crafts style. Arts and crafts, but oh, uh, prairie style. Mm-hmm. But just beautiful old houses and and like beautiful, just interesting places too. Like it was, it's it's. This is a really neat town, but it's all on the side of a mountain, right? So it's kind of crazy. Uh, but no, it was fun. And we then we took uh, we had a really yummy dinner. Uh, drove around town, uh, took dessert to go. Yeah, hit up a bar. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little happy right yes, now. Yes, but it's okay. She's because allowed I, to drink. I was allowed to drink until midnight, and, and we, I was and the I, designated driver. Yes, and, and uh, he stuck to diet. And it's coke. not. It's now actually as we're recording this, it is now just past midnight. But it's been about an hour or so since you've right. had anything to drink, so you're good to go. And I'm allowed uh, to brush my teeth, so it's all good. All right. So <laughs> yes. So. Thank you for being a part, again, of this very weird edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Uh, honestly, you know, we said last week we were going to do a podcast, and then uh, the, the original idea was that it was going to be Wednesday night. I had just gotten home from uh, my trip out to California, which we'll talk about, and, and it was late. And so um, not only was it, you know, yeah, we, we promised that we would do this, but honestly, you know, if you're listening to this, chances are that you have been going through this right along beside us. And yes. we have had so many incredible emails. I, I'm going to get a little choked up. This is going to be, again, a little unusual edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. But we have some had some awesome, awesome people write us back. And um, one Robin. was a retired RN who gave me the most 
awesome advice about um, making sure I manage my pain. I'm going to go in there tomorrow with the idea that I'm going to move as soon as I can. I'm going to get them as drugged. I'm going to let them get me as drugged up as I can and be pain free and get home and do it again. Like the entire time we've been in this inn, I've been using the stairs. I've been practicing the breathing exercises. I am going to like my socks that I wore today kick this day in its sunshiny ass <laughs> and that's going to be my tomorrow and I have a brand new funky ass t-shirt to wear so yay me <laughs> yes you do um, we also heard from uh, Greg the llama guy as I call him uh, who's oh a, a Mushu yeah, yeah Mushu we had pictures of Mushu I don't know if I was on uh, Instagram or uh, posted anything about him on Facebook a while back yeah, but this was in past summer I, yeah I had I got my selfie taken with me him I got to walk him across the street in Mushu downtown llama, Farmville right. and let him hang and out in the grass in front of the courthouse going on and we're that hanging onto a llama so hilarious and so Greg sent me an email this week and, and this was I almost I, I choked up a little bit when I was talking about this on uh, Cam and Company today, but um, uh, he asked, you know, do you want me to just can I you want me to come up with the llamas and I can just you know hang out and distract the the kids on Saturday and that uh, was, so they don't have to worry. And Greg again, I'm gonna uh, send Greg a uh, an, an email here right after we finish the podcast. Yeah, but that was I cannot thank sweet. you enough. I mean, no, that is it is just so humbling and touching to know that there are people who you know I've only been able to meet in person a couple of times in some cases I've never met in person at all um, who are thinking about us and who are are you know willing to put themselves out for for us and th- and I just I can't thank you enough Greg that no, means that the was world the to me sweetest thing and I'm, I'm hoping they'll pay attention to their own goats by the way and give them a little bit extra but <laughs> yeah there's plenty of things that should distract them <laughs> yeah the other the other nice <laughs> like, like thing they can is clean their rooms that should be a distraction between two hours. the our listeners and our friends I'm on I'm on prayer lists from California to New Jersey, Wisconsin to Texas to Puerto Rico, Mexico, uh, England. Um, it's 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 moving to think that that many people are thinking of me in such a way that they would take their time to think positive thoughts about me, and that. That's really sweet, and. It's gotten me through a lot to think of that many people thinking so well of me or thinking well for me, too. Oh, we need to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to step away for a moment or two. It's okay. These are honest tears. As I said, this is a... uh, a very special episode <laughs> of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio <laughs> Network. I hope they don't bleep out too much. Thank you for hanging out with us during our uh, dark night of the soul <laughs> here as it is uh, uh, the witching hour. Yeah. Uh, well, one, one of the other things, exactly <laughs> right. So we, we thought that this was going to be at least a little bit better that we were going to have to get over to the uh, uh, to the hospital at like 530, 5.30 in the, in the morning. morning. Surgery at around 7.30. But... My surgeon is also not, he's a thoracic surgeon, so he does lungs and hearts. And when somebody needs heart surgery, I'm not an emergency. I'm just sort of a necessity. So somebody with an emergency came up 
And that's unfortunate for me because now my surgery is now I don't have to get to the hospital till 11, which means I have that more time to fret. So, so yeah. But we have a plan. Maybe we'll talk about the plan after we uh, take a time out. Uh, stick around. I, I promise it's not going to be all this sad. This is so much modeling. of a bummer. I'm knitting. I'm, I got a washcloth almost done. It's awesome. And we're gonna we're gonna have some fun yeah. on this episode of Forty Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. So stick around. We'll be right back with more right after this. You're listening to Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back here on 40 Acres and a Fool. Cam Edwards, Miss E with you. Uh, We have done this podcast from some an interesting variety of locales here everything from our kitchen table to the uh, fire pit to the picnic tables to you've done it by yourself from uh different the, studios, the studios and right. hotels and this is this is coming at you from the rosemary and george dawson inn in lynchburg yep so and, it's a uh, really really nice facility and they take all kinds of donations and stuff, so. Yep. So, I have an experiment. <laughs> We're going to see what happens here. Uh, one of the things that uh, that we can't do with this podcast is anything involving music because there's licensing issues Yeah, involved. I've even just hummed things and, and it's been edited out. You can't even hum it, right. So, you may not hear this uh, next little bit. It may get edited out. But it shouldn't because you wrote it. Right. That's the that's the key. So I'm going to tell our producer, Khalid, Khalid, it's okay. I wrote this song. Yes. So I, I give permission for this <laughs> podcast to use this song without any licensing. So we've been talking a lot, Missy and I, this week and, and over the past couple of weeks. And you know, you you prepare for the worst and you hope for the best and you try to stay positive, but you also try to be realistic. Right. And I look, there is a tiny chance, not a big chance no. that things will things not, could go wrong. Not go my way. But we feel really good. Yes. We feel very positive. Yep. But there's still this chance. Yes. And so, you know, in the back of your mind, there's this thought of this could be the last night that we ever spend together. Well, I'm... I don't think that it's going to be. I'm glad we had a fun game tonight. <laughs> I am too. But I wanted to... I don't know that I have the words right now to explain, and I think you know if you're listening how important Missy uh, is to me and to our family. But um, when we were married probably three or four years. Um, I was 
playing in a I had put away my dreams of being a, a musician for a living and being a rock star <laughs> uh, I liked my job as a reporter I loved having a family and at that point I, I that was what was more important to me than chasing my my musical dreams but uh, my best friend Todd and I would play these open mics um, in uh, just like two places around Oklahoma City and I don't have a whole lot of the songs that we wrote and recorded but I do have one and I think it is I think it's the best song that we ever wrote and I want to play it for you because I think even now 16 years later 19 years into our marriage and almost 20 years since we met. actually met online for the we first met time in October. Um, so next month will be 20 years. This, it just, I don't know. This is still exactly how I feel every day that I get to be with you. And so I want, hopefully you'll get to hear this too. If not, then you're going to listen <laughs> then, a couple of seconds of silence and we'll be back with something interesting. If later. not, hopefully I've provided a good point to edit this out. So you don't hear any of this at all. Anyway, let's, uh, this is called don't want to come down.
actually talked over the mistake, oh, which is good. That's so. all good, but it was still kind of a long ending. <laughs> it it's a really pretty long. song, but it was a really long ending. It was well, like Led Zeppelin. Again, <laughs> the music stardom thing didn't happen. <laughs> Probably oh. for a reason. But you play party. Uh, we did, and Todd actually was an amazing guitarist. Oh, man. He was my best friend since high school. Yeah, and, he was uh, really, really good. Uh, I don't know if he still plays. I hope he still plays. I hope he does, too. Uh, anyway, that uh, I had just been thinking about that song over the past couple of days, and uh, I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted to play it because... Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and you cool. know what? Like I said... We're gonna get. We're gonna get through. We're gonna get through it. Get through it. Yes, we will. Kid number one came in from Oklahoma to assist running the household and the food stuff. And oh, she was funny. So last night, okay. So she she's mostly a vegetarian. Yeah, but she is just. It's because she doesn't like to know. She doesn't. She doesn't like to eat food where she doesn't know where it comes the from. Meat, the meat, especially. anyway. Right. But she eats ours. Yes. And so uh, last night we had these awesome um, uh, pulled pork tacos. I threw a, a Boston butt from one of our hogs into the slow cooker all day. She made homemade tacos. It was yummy dinner. And then I took out a four-pound package of ground pork, which... Is a, a lot, lot of ground of pork, pork. Right. and I made it into egg roll filling. So I added an entire shredded, blanched cabbage, <laughs> two big shredded carrots, six chopped scallions, two medium chopped onions, and a partridge in a pear tree, salt, pepper, fish sauce, and okay. soy sauce, and oh, and like a five. Point something ounce package of, um, they're a kind of noodle. I call them glass noodles, but they're like mung bean noodles that you mm-hmm. rehydrate for twenty minutes and then chop. So this was a gigantic mass of filling. And I, when I called home tonight to check in with everybody, she said, "I, I made the egg rolls. I used every single wrapper, which makes like." 30 egg rolls uh-huh. she says it doesn't even look like I make a dent <laughs> in that so I put it in the freezer I'm like it's all good we'll, we'll use it again one other time so I think I'm thinking egg rolls for the Halloween party so oh there you go because yeah. this is why this this is one of the reasons when, when I found out when we talked to the surgeon and he was kind of like do we want to wait or do a biopsy and which means kind of like a semi-surgery or do we just want to take it out but if we wait and we do a biopsy we're going to have to take it out anyway which is cool because the pulmonologist was on the same exact page right he was like well we can do another biopsy and it's way more invasive but it just needs to come out anyway yeah so so by going ahead also with the surgery we you'll be I, more recovered by the time Halloween Halloween comes in be- yes. yeah so it was just like well I just want to get this done as soon as possible because Halloween and then it's Christmas and I'm I'm going to be 51 by the time Halloween comes around and I'm I haven't really been sick this entire time it's just weird that we found this and I'm glad that we found it but I haven't been really sick um, but I don't want to wait another 5-10 years and this slow growing no. evil twin of mine takes over the entire one side of my chest and all of a sudden I'm not as able to heal as well from surgery and fight off infection and stuff so I was just like 
Get her done. <laughs> Can I say that? I, I think so. I've had a couple of interactive tweets with uh, like, or I can the say, cable guy. Let's get it accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Miss E, the cable sweater knitting gal. I can knit cables. I know you can. All right, we're going to step away for a moment or two. We have more here from 40 Acres and a Fool, uh, but it's going to have to wait until after this quick timeout. So stick around. We'll be back. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So I have a non-farm related story here that I, I saw yesterday and it just sort of struck me as interesting. Um, I was in so I was in California this week. I was in Silicon Valley. I was speaking to the conservative forum of Silicon Valley, which was Sounds like an oxymoron. Right? And were, I got to say, so there were, there were more people there than I thought. Okay. There were several hundred conservatives and conservatarians who were uh, there. Huh. Uh, the NRA had a booth. Yeah, uh, you. National Review Institute had a booth there. And uh, uh, they were signing up, getting signatures for the veto gunmageddon. So they're trying to overturn uh, six gun control laws that Governor Jerry Brown signed earlier this year. And oh, they have to gather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have to get 365,000 signatures to get on the ballot to try to overturn these uh, these measures for each. And they only have like three weeks to do it. Uh, But there are a lot of dedicated gun owners in California, I'll tell you what. And... uh, but I'm there in Silicon Valley, and it's, I see the. Uh, we were right near the Google, one of the Google campuses, and so there were Google self-driving cars everywhere, and that was freaky and creepy. I don't like that. And I don't like it either, and I don't then like again, the I way the cars the look. Stuff anyway, they so. look like smart cars, and I'm not a smart car fan. Like they look really small, uh, yeah. and just you know, yeah, uncomfortable, and uh, yeah, um, like a hamster is driving you around town, right? Like I want to, I want the Jetsons flying car for the future. I don't want, uh, but I also have no. <laughs> desire to I like to drive I, I do too and I'm older than you and thus have been promised futuristic things for a lot longer mm-hmm. that have never taken fruition than you have and I have always wanted the flying car and we've had this conversation people suck when they drive on the road imagine imagine how bad like I get annoyed when people aren't at least going faster than the speed limit in left-hand lane, and they don't use their turn signal. Okay, what's so, up? Bleep what happened in the sky. So, so um, what? So what you're talking about again are, are considering those unintended consequences, yes. right? Um, which which they don't. haven't done in New York City with ah. um, the new sidewalk Wi-Fi kiosks that the city has been installing. What is? What does that even mean? So the Guardian, actually, this is from the uh, the AP, but the Guardian reported this. It so sounds like a telephone booth. It's it's <laughs> yes. It's they, they they basically have uh, right now they've got 400 uh, kiosks that 
you can use to charge your phone. Uh, you can make free domestic calls as Wi-Fi, and so you can web browse on your on the public Wi-Fi on these public kiosks. Uh, and so, what do you think the unintended consequence, the most visible and blatant unintended consequence <laughs> of people being able to access the internet anywhere they want? Well, there's probably a lot of porn going on. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think specifically has been using the free public Wi-Fi to access porn? Well, I don't... I, I The homeless. <laughs> How the bleep do the homeless have anything that's Wi-Fi <laughs> capable? When, is this part be, of you the... You would be surprised at how at the ubiquitousness of smartphones, even among the indigent. I... Uh, and the Guardian... I pay for them. The... I'm not okay. Apparently, not supposed to ask this question. You probably can get free phones, I imagine, if you want. Uh, Yes. So, a filtering system uh, is supposed to block inappropriate content, but there have been reports of users watching porn and even (laughs) even doing things that they should be doing in the privacy of their own home, or at least you know, like this ain't the Times Square of the '70s, buddy. Oh my goodness! Right. So that was sort of the the unintended consequence. Story of the week. That's uh, funny. But I, I was talking about. That's un- so wrong. <laughs> I know. But no, I have a really bad visual in my head. Yeah, really awful visual, right? Uh, spare change. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, right. uh, anyway, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> this was something that I discussed in my speech at the Conservative Forum of Silicon Valley the unintended consequences ah. of gun control laws. And I think that. Um, progressives right now have sort of boxed themselves into a corner where they're holding two completely contradictory viewpoints. Yes. On the one hand... Freedom of this, but uh, Well, well on the one hand, they want more gun control laws. On the other hand, they say that policing in this country excessively targets young black men. So, uh, Jacobin Magazine, which is a socialist magazine, actually had a piece today. It was an awful piece. Uh, it had no... Their, their idea for a new model of gun control was we need to disarm... The government needs to disarm uh, everybody, including the police. Yeah, that's bullshit. Right. I, yeah, so I, I, I can't, I can't uh, agree with their uh, solution. No. But they did point out that more gun control laws means targeting more young black men. Michael Bloomberg... The head of Every Town for Gun Safety has said this. Yeah. He's, you know, how do you fight crime? Well, you take young minority males and you throw them throw up me. against the wall and frisk them. Uh, and why do we have young black males being arrested for things like marijuana? Because they live where the crime is, and yeah. that's where the cops are. And so the cops are going to throw all of these young black men up against the wall and frisk them. Because Most of them won't have a gun, a former mayor but they might so. have a joint, and that's illegal in New York, and, and so that's, that's a drug arrest. Too. So... If if you are opposed to that type of policing and you feel like, uh, you know, young black men are, are, are uh, being over police as opposed to looking at the actual individuals who are, um, you know, who belong to gangs, who are uh, who have a, a violent arrest record. Right. Um, then how is it that you can support more gun control laws, knowing that that's how they're going to be used? Yeah. So I. They're at odds with themselves because they don't think of the big picture. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious because I haven't I haven't heard an, an answer. I mean, again, the, I guess the the I guess the progressive quote unquote answer would be the uh, answer in Jacobin Magazine, which is that well, we need to use the government to just disarm everybody, including the police. But, but that again strikes me as 
uh, a blatantly unconstitutional. Yeah. Well, uh, B really problematic in that I imagine there's a sizable number of our military who would say, "No, I'm not going to be the ones to disarm everybody, including the police." No. Uh, right. And 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 C. It seems really freaking impractical. We have 100 million gun owners in this country. We have a military that is a lot smaller than that. Like, and, I, and it's not working in Australia, by the way. No, but 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 I mean, even Australia was even Australia had an amnesty and they got rid of a million guns, which is about a third of the guns in circulation. But that would be like having, getting rid of 100 million. But they're having guns. a gun problem right now. Of course they are, because those but ideas aren't, aren't practical. To have guns. <laughs> and so it, 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 you know, again, it just strikes me that I really think that a lot of uh, progressives are are in an interesting place when it comes to gun control, but they're not thinking about this, and certainly uh, gun control advocates are not encouraging them to think about this. So uh, that was my advice to the conservative forum of Silicon Valley was, you know, you, you live in a deep blue area. You are surrounded by people who don't like the fact that you own guns, and they think that you're the problem as opposed to the infinitesimally small number of violent criminals who are actually, you know, disproportionately responsible for a lot of violent crime. So why not bring this up with your progressive friends and Mm -hmm. ask them, you know, like, so where do you, you know... Because they just stick their fingers in their ears and go, blah, 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 blah. They don't even listen to uh, us. Hopefully... Uh, hopefully not. These are not college campuses. So no. maybe. Oh, no, I'm just talking about the people that I've tried to talk to, my progressive friends who are of who are adults. And they just uh, like I say something realistic and, and rational about guns. And they just really they jam their fingers in their heads and they just start spouting statistics. There is a lot of that. But, that, you know, so one of the th- things that I think helps, though, is that this is phrased in the form of a question. You know, it's not. It's not. Let me tell you a factoid here. You know, it's it's. it's uh, let me ask something of you. I'm curious to know how you feel about this, mm. and and that way you're not even giving them any information. You're just you know asking Seeing them a question, know. right? Most of them don't know anything. No, Especially they don't about the laws, but or it, about the statistics of gun violence. But that's like, but that's the thing. This doesn't have anything to do with. Well, it does have to do with statistics, but it's just that simple question of. So you you want gun control, but how do you want that enforced? Uh, yeah. Given your concerns about policing in this country, so yes. so what? And and if you if you if you haven't thought about that, then like, what good would it do to pass another law that you think would be enforced unfairly? And just if you haven't thought about it, then do isn't there perhaps another way? <laughs> so I don't know. You know, and, and look, I mean, according to. Um, pretty much every poll out there. I don't know what the specific numbers would be, but um, millennials, young voters who are, uh, you know, fairly left leaning in uh, a lot of categories, they are also the least likely demographic by age to support additional gun control laws. So, Hmm. uh, you know, look, it is a human right. Self-defense is a human right. The right to keep and bear arms is a right of all Americans. It's not a right of conservatives. It's not a right of Republicans. It's It's not a right of white people. It's just... It's a right for all Americans. There's no color on the Second Amendment. No. And and I, I think that I'm I'm heartened that uh, that's actually important to people who, uh, in many cases, you know, would seem to follow the standard progressive script. This is where they go off script, and I think it's because again, it's a it's a pro liberty message. All right, we're going to step away for a moment or two. Uh, anyway, I, I, I was trying to think if there was anything else I want to talk about the uh, trip to California. It was so quick. 
Uh, it was just such a quick turnaround, and this was just a crazy week because we had this coming up, and I yeah, hated you to be to away, so I tried to get back as soon as I could. And it was go, like a had to go down to the mothership for a meeting, had to go to California, got to got home the night wait late the night before. We had to come, I had to come here for testing, and then had to drive all the way back here tonight. So yeah, it's been it's just been it's been the fastest two weeks of my life. Like mm-hmm. I thought I had everything under control. I thought I had time to do stuff, and I got all, well, I did. I got all the laundry got caught up. I got work caught up. I got everybody lined up with what they need to do. I got the oldest, like, familiar with the pantry and the, where everything was, and I've done as much as I can do. Yeah, you have. No, so I'm pretty good. I'm just trying to go upstairs and pass out soon. Yes. But before you do that, we have some emails to get to. And I have to do that whole weird surgical wipe thing. So, there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the whole weird surgical wipe thing. Um, all right. When we come back, we do have some emails to get to. Uh, and thank you again for checking in with us this week. The email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. And we'll be right back with more right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. By the way, it's not Cozy Bear, it's Fancy Bear. I'm just picturing a a cute little teddy bear walking down the street, you know, with an ascot on and a a parasol and a pair of aviators, you know, I don't know, smoking a cigarette with a cigarette holder. Fancy Bear. Oh, hello, I'm Fancy Bear. Uh, And of course, I'm not making fun of Fancy Bear because I don't want them to hack into my stuff. Buck Sexton, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the 76th episode of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. It's like almost a, well, no. Not we quite the bicentennial. No, but. <laughs> I remember 1976. It was like the red, white, and blueiest year of my life, and there were fireworks for every occasion, but. Uh, I was 11 and you were two. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't remember. That was the uh, the year of the uh, the soapbox derby incident uh, in my life. I don't I don't have any firsthand recollection of this as well. But uh, my uh, older brother entered the local soapbox derby uh, where we lived and he actually came in first place. But the picture in the paper that they used was of his adorable little brother <laughs> sitting in the soapbox derby after the older brother had won. Oh, man. No one right. hated you. Yeah. <laughs> so that... I, uh, I, think I don't think I've ever heard this story. And I've never seen the picture. I don't, I don't, I don't talk much about it. The pictures all, all have my face scratched out, uh, oddly enough. <laughs> I've not been able to... No, I'm just teasing. But uh, growing up, I just thought it was funny. As an adult, I was like, man, that would have ticked me off, too. Yeah, Yeah. I got it. Uh, So that was, like I said, no recollection of when I was two. But that was my spirit of 76 story. (laughs) So I do have some emails that I want to get to. Uh, Jason writing in, and I'm just going here in chronological order. 
Um, Jason says, the only major surgery I've ever had an appendectomy four years ago. I thought I had a UTI or a kidney infection, so my doctor sent me to the hospital in the next town over to get a CT scan. On the drive home, my doctor called me to make sure that I was still at the hospital because they needed to prep me for an emergency surgery right then. That got me pretty excited, so I went back home to have my wife drive me back to the hospital and get the neighbors to watch our kids for the night until she could get home after my surgery. I got to the OR. They got me prepped. I had to end up having to wait for an hour or two till the OR opened up. Uh, anesthesiologist came in, gave me a shot in my IV, which I figured was going to be the knockout drug. I said goodbye to my wife, fell asleep. Turns out it was just an antibiotic, and I did the following sleep on my own. Apparently, it was just a long day, and I was just ready to get it over with. <laughs> Jason says there were no complications during the surgery, but it took longer than most to recover. Uh, my oxygen levels wouldn't stay above 75%, and I struggled to breathe. Oh. This was due, we discovered, to the way that my body responded to the morphine and other painkillers that they were giving me. Mm. Once I stopped taking those, I could breathe quickly and recovered quickly. Um, Jason also says on the lighter subject of cow methane emissions, the, the cow part <laughs> regulations, which California has put in place, and it's coming... Jason writes, yeah, while earning my... Bags. So they're talking fart bags, big fart bags that would be strapped to the cows, collecting the methane. Um, because of the because of other legislation that Governor Jerry Brown has signed into law, any agriculture workers who would have to collect the fart bags uh, would be paid overtime if it went more than eight hours. And I think they've also got a guaranteed minimum wage. So uh, you could join the growing field of fart bag collecting. Uh, <laughs> In California. But the other thing they're talking about doing is changing the diets of the cows. They which, fart less? So they will fart less, which I, I'm guessing means uh, plowing under a lot of pasture and reseeding it with a different variety of grass, which would produce less methane in, in the cow. I, I don't know what they're feeding them now that causes them. The meth is it? Are they corn-fed cow that cause so much? Well, are they grain? No, fed I think cow? they're. I, I, you know, I. Um, there are grass-fed, corn-fed, and grain-fed. So I don't know who is more farty. Well, if if you you know have grass, <laughs> if you have grass-fed, I think that's going to be the hardest to change. You know, obviously, if it's corn uh, or if it's grain, and they're feeding it out of a, a feed bin as opposed to their, you know, the cows just grazing. Um, but if, if grazing cows release a lot of cow farts, like I don't know how you reduce the amount of farts from a grazing cow. I don't know how to reduce the amount of farts from a teenage boy. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? If we could, well, apparently, we got to strap a bag on him. Anyway, uh, Jason says, while earning my master's degree in plant breeding at Utah State University, I worked at the USDA ARS Forage and Range Research Lab in Logan, Utah. We have the most interesting listeners, I have we to do. say. They have the most, I've never heard of jobs like some of the people who listen to I us know. have jobs. My research topic was a drought and heat tolerant native legume that grows throughout the southwest as a relative of bird's foot trefoil. This forage legume has higher digestibility and protein content than alfalfa. It also produces unique chemical compounds called condensed tannins. Birdseed trefoil, due to the condensed tannins, increases nutrient digestibility and reduces or eliminates bloat. Many studies have found that stocking rates of cattle can be increased from one animal unit to seven hectares of grass dominant pasture to one animal unit per half hectare of birdsfoil trefoil uh, dominant pasture. Oh. Wow. Animals gain weight faster. They produce higher quality milk, better wool, and sheep. Huh. 
Uh, and he says one of the reasons why the USDA is looking at this is to reduce methane production in cattle. I wonder if we could give it to our goats and they'd be less farty. Uh, Jason says, I was told by my advisor that I needed to bring a methane mission reduction whenever I presented my work, uh, which is not the reason the producers that should be interested in this forage, but it's what gets people interested because of, you know, climate no, change. I'm, I'm just right? thinking that my goats would like the taste of it and they wouldn't fart when I milk them. And they, if, if it makes better cow stuff and better wool, then it, it might make yummier goat's milk. He says one of the main things he thinks that's preventing bird's bird's foot trefoil from being used as much as alfalfa is that it can't be cut and baled for hay. Once the plant dries out, it crumbles to pieces, and plant breeders have been unable to improve this feature in the species. But we can put a pasture of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Jason says the California mandate on cow farts will have similar results to the Florida Happy Hog Law that forced hog farms to increase the amount of space for each pig. Uh, Instead of making the huge financial investment of increasing barn size, the farmers were forced to slaughter excess hogs. The only practical solution to reduce cow the, emissions is to reduce the amount of cows that each producer will have. drive up the cost of beef. Yeah. But that's okay, because they want you to go vegan anyway. He says, unfortunately, individuals making and passing laws have no practical experience with anything other than law and politics. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Jason, listen, I really appreciate the email. He says, uh, just remember, we're all in your corner. And uh, thank you. Uh, it's good to have you uh, in our corner. Uh, also, uh, Rob in Southern California. Uh, sent in an email, a couple of emails, uh, checking in, says, uh, I wish I could give you a brotherly hug, but I'm pretty old, so maybe a fatherly hug. <laughs> <laughs> I just, how about, a, uh, how about a Rob in Southern California hug, buddy? Um, I was wondering what that noise was. I, was, I didn't screw it down. Missy's ginger ale. That's ginger what it was. Uh, I mentioned uh, Greg writing in, offering that just amazing offer to bring his llamas up to distract yeah, our really kids. Cool. Uh, also, Lena in Nampa, Idaho, writing in with a quick hello to let you know that we are thinking about you. We continue to pray for you all. Please make sure to rest, Lena says, and care for yourself. Best wishes, hoping to hear good things from uh, Lena at Cottonwood Acres. And thank you, Lena. Oh, yeah, I set up my out of office for six weeks per my manager. So. <laughs> Good. And yeah. uh, and Michael. I heard from Michael for the first time. Oh. Michael and his girlfriend, Lindsay. Um, let's see. Well, Michael says he's a regular listener to NRA News Cam and Company. And he says, my girlfriend, Lindsay, and I have been dedicated listeners to 40 Acres and a Fool for close to a year now. Oh. We save up episodes for a few weeks at a time <laughs> so we can listen together during road trips from our home in Asheville, North Carolina, to all points around the region. Oh, what a good idea. Michael says, in fact, when I went to Korea for a month with my Army Reserve unit, I was not allowed to listen to the podcast. Oh, no. So the episodes could be saved to listen to together. <laughs> that I is so fr- cool. Mike. I have a friend who, uh, uh, her husband is Navy, and she did not watch Game of Thrones. She let it, like... DVR until he got home so they could watch it together. <laughs> Michael says, We don't have an acreage, but we do have our own budding plant and animal projects as I'm trying to nurse along some hop vines and various herbs in a patio garden. And now we have a puppy who needs nursing too, as she sadly had her jaw broken when <gasps> bitten by a friend's bigger dog oh, when I went brought her home. Poor baby. Oh. I hope she's all right. Yeah. Michael says, We were very sad to hear about Miss Huey's health troubles. We think about and pray for her regularly. Lindsay follows her Instagram very closely and can't say enough about all the incredible stuff that she has continued to do even after the original diagnosis of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we can't wait to hear more episodes, and we hope to make it up near Farmville soon. Well, Michael, you let me know uh, when you're going to be in the area. That's and thank cool. you. I like that. Again, I, right? Thank you so much. And uh, if you would like to join Lindsay in following along all the amazingly cool stuff that Miss E is doing, the Instagram account is at, at Corny, Corny Goat, Goat Farm. Farm. Uh, I am at Cam Edwards. I'm not posting nearly as often as I uh, had been. And I haven't posted in a while, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll you'll get the view from the couch, I suppose, for a while. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, again, I really appreciate all of the emails and all of the well wishes. It is... Uh, it has been a very weird summer. Um, it's been the summer of suck, but the nicest thing has been that I have had people who don't know me, who have never met me, praying for me. I've got prayers from California to New Jersey, from Wisconsin to Texas, and all points in between England and California. Um, it's it's just been amazing. And it's... It, and it's really meant a lot that I have so many people thinking about me. So we will be back as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, It'll probably be a little while. Might take a week off to uh, to deal with everything. And Missy might take a couple of weeks. But uh, we'll be back as soon as we can in the meantime. Again, you can follow along uh, at Corny Goat Farm. Uh, I will try to do better about posting as well on Facebook uh, and Twitter at Cam Edwards. Uh, the email address, though, is a great way to contact us, and uh, we will try to keep in touch as well. And that's, what's the email address? 40acrefool at gmail.com. There you go. So, until we speak again, be safe, have fun, live a little. Live a lot, actually, and learn a lot, too. And tell your loved ones you love them. Well, you know what, babe? I love you. I love you, too. Good night, guys. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 